Well, hey, I'm Todd, and I want to welcome you to another reading of the Bible. We're going to jump into Acts chapter 9, verse 10. And if you remember, Saul was on, his, on the way to Damascus. He was there with warrants to kill Christians. And instead, he encounters Jesus. He's blinded. He's led into town. And now he's waiting. He's just patiently waiting to hear what's next for him. And then we're going to change gears, and we're going to hear from a completely different person across town. Now, there was a believer in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord spoke to him in a vision calling Ananias. Now, if you remember, when Jesus came and was speaking with Saul, he said, Saul. He called him by name. And the first thing he says to Ananias is, Ananias, he calls him by name. Jesus knows us. God is not some distant God out in the universe who doesn't care about us. Our God is a personal God who knows us by name, who calls us by name, and speaks to us, who wants the best for us. And in the case of Saul, Saul responded with, who are you? And Ananias responded with, yes, Lord. Ananias already knew who Jesus was. We don't know Ananias' backstory, but likely he was part of that Pentecostal, uh, that day of Pentecost movement when uh, the gospel was spread and thousands and thousands of people came to know the Lord. And then in the, in the coming weeks, months, there was this movement of people who, uh, who knew Jesus. He was probably one of those believers. And either because of the persecution of Stephen or pre- prior to that, he left Jerusalem and he went back to wherever he was going, back to Damascus. Now, Damascus is about 130 miles away from Jerusalem. And so he is, he's traveled a good distance away by foot uh, back to his home. Anyway, Jesus says, Ananias, Ananias says, yes, Lord. Verse 11, the Lord said, go over to Straight Street to the house of Judas, where when you get there, ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He's praying to me right now. I have shown him in a vision. I've shown him a vision of a man named Ananias coming and laying hands on him so he can see again. Now, if you're Ananias, you know who Saul of Tarsus is, and you know what he's come there to do. And right when Jesus is talking to you, when you hear, oh, ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, you immediately stop listening. You're like, I'm not going to ask for that guy. He's here to kill me. Well, that's exactly what Ananias says. But Lord, exclaims Ananias, I've heard many people talk about the terrible things this man has done to the believers in Jerusalem, and he is authorized by the leading priest to arrest everyone who calls upon your name. I love that this is in the Bible, because I don't want to do some of the stuff God asked me to do. I don't want to do the things that the Bible says. I want to do my own thing. I don't want to obey what, the, what is written in the Bible. I don't want to obey what uh, the Spirit moves me to do. Most of the time, I want to do what I want to do. And Ananias openly protests to the voice of Jesus directly to him. And he says, dude, I don't want to do that. That guy's here to kill us. Verse 15, and I almost hear this with some raised voice. But the Lord said, go, for Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to kings as well as the people of Israel. And I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. So if you are Ananias, what would you do? You have to choose between walking into a death trap. You're walking and going and admittedly saying, I'm from Jesus and I'm here to help you. 
to the guy who wants to kill you because you're for Jesus? Or do you obey God who says, go, this man is my chosen instrument. I will use him to reach the rest of the known world. What are you going to do? And it's moments like this where people like Stephen step up and preach the gospel, where Peter and John preach unashamedly, where Ananias, who has this very, very small moment in the Bible, is used to rescue the guy who becomes the leader of the church throughout the known world. He goes and writes the end of the Bible for the most part. He writes letters and encourages. He's a prolific church planter. Without Ananias, we would never have those things. And praise the Lord, Ananias decides to go. So I'm going to stop there. I want to pray for us. Father, you are a God who individually knows each one of us. You know the number of hairs on our heads. You know the places we've been, the things we've done, the things we think about. You know our innermost thoughts. You knit us together in our mother's womb. And you ask us to follow you. And God, we have such a hard time doing that. We fight against you. We argue against you. We don't want to do it. And yet you ask us to. And God, I pray that today we would have the courage to take whatever next step you put in front of us to go and do whatever it is that's part of your will and your plan. God, reveal it to us and help us to have the courage to follow. We love you. Amen.